Welcome back for another episode of Moms with Moms. Moms offering mom support with Moms on Microphone. If you're new here, go grab your drink. I'm drinking a homemade pink drink, Starbucks, because I'm a mom and I can't afford Starbucks. And Jen is drinking freaking wine. So I am. And I did not pay for it because I can't afford <laughs> My wonderful client <laughs> who works for a wine company gives me bottles of wine. I never really drink wine when I'm home by myself, so wow. I will have a glass. I feel like it is very necessary. <laughs> My mom was like, what are you? <laughs> You're ready. So here's hoping, mom, that you are also drinking something free. Um, yes. If not, grab your favorite drink because we're about to have a great bestie event session. So I'm very thrilled to have Jen on. I was super excited when you said yes, and I have my one friend, and we've watched like all MTV stuff. Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I watch that stuff because I think it's hilarious and it's so dumb. But I I loved you because you've always been, you've no, you've always been really authentic and true to who you are and you don't try to be something different. And I think that's so important in this, this world and society is like, you've never changed the person that you are to fold what everybody wants you to be. And that's Hmm. huge. So like you said, be you. Like, yeah, this is just so people don't get. <laughs> I don't think I don't even think I could if I tried. So, Jen, tell us three things that you think our listeners should know about you. Three things. One, I am a hairdresser. I feel like that's just pretty much like me. It's, you know, mm-hmm. my job, something I love to do. Even when I'm not at work, I feel like, you know, with family, I'm still like working because I don't feel like I'm working when I'm working. <laughs> When I'm not working, um, I obviously have a son and I'm very thankful to, he's sitting right next to me and he's just like making, making little noises. I'm very thankful that I have my mom nearby. So my mom will come help me out with him so that I can still play softball. So one big thing I also like to tell people is I love playing sports and that is my, I call it my therapy because it really is my therapy. Um, and then a third thing, third thing, let's see. I don't know that's, I... Actually, I would say that one, I realized that I needed to pick up something to kind of keep me busy other than either scrolling on Instagram, um, scrolling on TikTok, because, uh, you, you know, that can kind of help with some, you know, anxiety, especially when you're seeing other moms doing things. So I actually haven't really started trying anything yet, but I just bought a sewing machine in hopes to start making things. So <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know how it's going to go, but I hope that I start getting creative and start sewing. <laughs> I needed, so I needed an outlet. <laughs> instead of sourdough mom, you're going to be the sewing mom. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I tried, I tried making like doing the, the thread. It didn't work. And I was like, we're going to put this away for a day. And then I haven't gotten back to it yet. So. <laughs> so that's going to give you some more overstimulation. It sounds like. Yes. Yes. I actually should have wore, I just got a sweatshirt that says overstimulated mom's club. And I should have actually put it on. I have my, my, wait, does it over overstimulated and under caffeinated oh my goodness that's so funny i should have put i have my 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 boy mom era one i got a couple sweaters it's actually funny that you say that because i was gonna wear my one that says that but i decided really? to do this one because i'm feeling overstimulated and under caffeinated today that's so funny and mine is that color too i should have wore it <laughs> we should have we should have coordinated we should have said hey this is what i'm wearing you want to match with me <laughs> that would have been that would have been funny well, but let's just talk about how we're both just wearing like the typical mom baggy sweaters. I, These are my favorite. 
I'm in sweatpants. I'm in like fake Ugg slippers because I can't afford Uggs right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I had nice said to you when we were DMing my kids singing in case you, he just wants to be heard. Um, Austin. But um, when I was DMing you, I was like, here I am. Like, I was like, do I put makeup on? Do I like wash my, my hair's three days. Like it's greasy. I tried like blowing it up. I was like, this is what I look like every day for the most part. So why am I not going to look like this when I do this? Cause this is like realistically what I, I usually it's in a ponytail. So at least I let my hair down for you guys. So all those moms who are listening on Spotify, um, we look like regular moms. We don't look like the mob wife moms, the bougie moms. We look like the stereotypical normal mom. Yep. We're thriving. I mean, listen, as long as my kid looks okay, my kid is always dressed better than me. (laughs) Yep. Even if you have to change that outfit three times because they spit on it three times by the time you're about to walk out the door, they need to look good. Yep, as long as they look good, that's all that matters. No one's looking at us. They're looking at the cute babies. <laughs> no. If they're looking at us, we don't want them in our life. Bye. Yeah, no, no please. Don't look like, <laughs> like you. If you saw me looking like this, no, you didn't. <laughs> you don't know who I am. You're here for my kids, not me. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive in this world, okay? <laughs> that's what I tell people when they ask how I am. I'm like, I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> terrible thriving and surviving is my mo like that's our closing statement we're surviving and thriving as moms because that's literally all we can do that is amazing love it it is perfect it is so so true i feel like i wish i had something like this when i was pregnant Mm -hmm. or even during my postpartum when i was struggling to just be like oh my god it's normal that i'm feeling like this Mm -hmm. because i didn't want to reach out to my friends yeah, and no, yep, that was me too. I, I still feel that way. I still 110%, almost a year later, I still feel that way. So I thank you for like being so cool and being like, oh my God, absolutely. Like you didn't even look at anything. You're just like, yep, I'm on it. Oh, no, because I like, I literally exactly like exactly what you just said. I really like, I was the first of my friends really to have a baby. So you don't realize how isolated you feel. And I like, just anytime someone asks me like, how's it going? His, this, 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 like, I'm like, I'm going to be like completely honest. Like, this is the hardest freaking thing. I'm like, I don't know if I can curse on here, but this is like the hardest thing. Yes. Okay, I'm like, this is the hardest <laughs> thing ever. It's the most rewarding thing, which I have just so that he wouldn't be like screaming his head off. I sat him next to me. Austin, say hi. Can you wave? Well, hi. Are say you hi. eating dinner? He is. I was like, how do I keep him quiet during this? (laughs) Um, Um, It's actually really funny that you say that because I moved myself and I have dinner right here and my boyfriend's feeding the baby and making dinner. Love it. it. My mom was, I just kicked my mom out. I was like, mom, you got to go. I got to do this podcast. (laughs) So when you first like found out you're pregnant, obviously I'm sure it was exciting and stuff like that. Did you know anything or explore anything about postpartum depression and what could have happened? Um, I, the only thing I really, really knew is like, obviously, like I'm very close with my mom. So my mom pretty much will, she tells me everything, you know, yeah. the, the good, the bad, the ugly. Like she warned me cause she did struggle with, um, pretty bad postpartum depression in the beginning. Um, she did tell me that it is hard and that's why, um, she also was very, very helpful with me even to this day. It will, yeah. you know, she, wants me to feel like myself because she felt my grandma lived in Arizona um, when I was born. So she didn't have her mom there. Um, So I really didn't look into it as like, 
going on the internet and researching because I'll draw, I'll go, I'll spiral. I'll go down a rabbit hole. I will lose my mind. I will panic. I have anxiety to begin with before even, um, you know, the postpartum anxiety, but I really only knew what my mom told me and I knew there was a thing. I didn't know how bad it could actually get. So <laughs> it's like, you know, people tell you a little bit here and there, but no one really tells you that it's not always rainbows and butterflies at all. And that's like, I just, I think that also kind of sent me down a spiral after I had my son. Well, and I think like, I don't know about you, but when I first was just being a mom and like, I'm social work. So I'm not a social worker now, but I've been in the field of human resources and I'm in school for social work. So I'm like, oh, okay. Postpartum depression, you hate your baby. You're not connecting with your baby and you don't want to be around your baby. That's not just it. No, all I know. Cause I didn't feel that. Yeah. Of not wanting to leave your baby and the constant worry of like, oh my God, I'm going to drop my baby or mm-hmm. I'm going to walk into this wall that I've never walked into the wall with a baby every mm-hmm. time I walk by that wall. So I think that that's important too, is nobody talks about that. Nope. That's a whole nother side of postpartum anxiety that can mm-hmm. lead to the depression. And you have both of them at the same time. And you're like, what the hell? Oh, and postpartum rage. Nobody talks about the postpartum rage either. Oh yeah. We could, we could get into that. Thank God for medication. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I will so, I, it is very important. Thank God for my psychiatrist. Uh, that has saved me, saved me because that irritability and I felt, I don't, my husband is a saint for putting up with me. It's all I have to say. Yeah. Dad's a saint. <laughs> I couldn't do it without my boyfriend, honestly. Like I couldn't. And I feel bad because they get the brunt end of things. They but really do. They, they are our lifeline. <laughs> oh yeah. And then, and like one thing too, that I feel like no one really told me was I still kind of get in this mood, but I think because I feel a little bit more myself, I'm starting to really feel myself again. I still, like even yesterday, I had my friends over, I was doing their hair. So like most of the day, like my husband was, you know, they brought their kids over. So he was doing daddy daycare. And Mm -hmm. when they left, like I technically like worked. You're right. (laughs) I technically worked. So I was exhausted and then he's sitting here playing like, oh, I'm tired. So he starts shutting his eyes. I'm like, but I should be the one taking a nap. I was So I'm looking at him. I'm just like, must be nice to just feel like you can just fall asleep. I don't know what a nap is. What's a nap? What's sleeping in? I don't, I don't know. So I feel like in the beginning, especially like it, I get very envious of like him not feeling how like I feel sometimes in the sense of. I'm like, if I don't do it, like, am I a bad mom? Like, am I, like, I don't even know how to explain it sometimes. It's just kind of like, must be nice to be so like chill about everything. It's like a constant competition in your head with them. Yes. And it's, it's not a competition. Like, I just want to preface this by, this is one of those things I'm going to say, if you're not a mom, you don't understand. And Mm -hmm. if you're a dad, you don't understand how the mom feels. It's not that we don't appreciate you and we don't think you're doing a good job. But you don't have, like you said, the mindset of, okay, if I do this, then I have to do this, and then I have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. our mind is constantly like, what do I have to do next for the kid? What do I have to yep. do next for my husband? What do I have to do next for me? Comes yeah. last. But, like, I have a dog, so what comes next for the dog? Yeah, and cats. And then and then now we, now we got the house. I'm like, what what needs yeah. to be cleaned? What, oh, don't. <laughs> I, my poor husband, like, I tell him all the time, and I feel really bad because, he points it out too. Cause like, I still, even on medication, like I still have my moments where I, like yep. I get a little irritable 
And he, I, I say to him, I'm like, listen, like, it's just a mental load. It's, I just, I don't know how, I, I've always been like this, even before becoming a mom. Like I, my brain just goes and goes, what's next? What do I, like, I make, I have a million lists in my phone of like things I need to get done. Cause I will forget if I don't write it down. And it's just like, I can't sit still. And even like, there was a day recently where I actually had nothing to do. There was not, no cooking needed to be done. The house didn't need to get cleaned. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm sitting here going like, what can I paint? Can I paint something? Like what needs to be done in this house? Like to just, I can't sit here. This is, just doesn't feel right. And I think, oh, and I think um, either my son was napping or he was at my mom, something where like, I actually should have been just relaxing and I couldn't. Because that mental load, you just go, 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 go. I do nap now only because I work a crazy amount of jobs. I work overnights and all of that. So like I do nap now. But like in the beginning when I was on my maternity leave and everybody kept telling me like nap when the baby naps, I couldn't. I literally couldn't like just lay down and take a nap because my body was like, no, you have to do this and you have to do that. The only time I could actually nap, and I'm sure you could relate to this, are contact naps. So like if he... If he's going to just nap on me, guess what? Nope, we're not going anywhere. I will embrace this contact nap with you. I love, I actually try to force him to do contact naps. Uh, My husband loves it too, because he actually gets it more than me. (laughs) Jealous. I love contact naps. But I do, I do try to force myself. I regret it at night, but um, I do try to force myself when he takes, when I pick him up from daycare, he usually goes down for his last nap, like a half hour after. Sometimes I do take a little like half hour nap if I really, really can't keep my eyes open. But it's always one like, I really need it that I can't actually take to it. Yeah, I know, buddy. <laughs> to talk. It's like your body gets this adrenaline, like, okay, they're sleeping. What can I do now while they sleep? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's because I don't have a kid. Now he's in the phase of like, if, if he sees me, but I'm not, you know, picking him up or playing with him, he's like, what are you doing? Why are you leaving the room? Screaming bloody murder, like pick me up. Um, so he's in that phase of like, I can't, I really can't get nothing done unless I put like Miss Rachel on. And I know people, you know, and that's another thing too. I really wanted to mention that, like, I know a lot of people are like, I'm never going to do screen time for my kid. I don't care what anyone says until you're a mom, you are a hundred percent going to rely on dancing fruit was the beginning. Now we're on Miss Rachel. Now we're on Miss Rachel and once in blue moon I put Coco Melon on, but those songs really just like haunt my soul. So I'm sorry. Um, it's the only so... way it is the only way I can go to the bathroom sometimes. So Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like I don't until you you have a baby, you're you're not gonna understand. Thank you, Miss Rachel. Shout out to Miss Rachel. She literally I owe her my life. <laughs> And Hey Bear, like Hey Bear was, in the beginning, Hey Bear was phenomenal for the baby because it's the only thing, like you said, that could like keep his mind occupied and calm down. There yes. were so many times, like witching hour was horrible for me. Um, my boyfriend was in school and worked. So a lot of the time, the duties at night were on me, which was fine because like that's that's what you do as a parent, like you figure things out. But the witching hour was literally every single night right at the time when he's supposed to go to bed and mm-hmm. I'm spent because I've been with him all day. So hey bear would be turned on. Yep. We would come down. I would get dancing and it would be great. So yes, <laughs> hey bear and Miss Rachel, um, we should be paying you all of our money 
that we can't afford. Yep. <laughs> but thank you for being free. Yes. No, like it. And and the Miss Rachel, they at least like he learns like he when yes. he was, I don't know. I'm trying to remember when I started putting that on because like I, I'm also the type and that's why it took me a little bit for Coco Melon and why I can't always do it. It's like the songs literally I'll, I'll sing them in my sleep. So I kind of have the one like 30 minute like baby like it's when she like teaches you like the, the simple like words and sign languages um Same. and the song like I, I don't I want to attempt to sing it because I can't sing but it's the the mama and the dada song like he even like so little he when I would sing it when she wasn't on or if I turned it on he would freeze and just start laughing yes. and I'm like he knows see he knows Miss Rachel taught him something <laughs> I think it was like four months I started turning it on and it's yeah. it's almost like it's a cult because of the how excited they could be doing anything and nothing else matters anymore mm-hmm. like Miss Rachel is on forget that toy forget mom yep. and dad it's I like, want to see Miss Rachel yes and he literally will either just lay on his stomach and like look up at the tv because I put him in his like little playpen when I do it or he'll like stand at the top of it now that he can stand and he like look he like looks up at the tv like this <laughs> his first crush is that no seriously though <laughs> yes Miss Rachel and then, oh, and then I sit there and sing the songs with her so it's great <laughs> my husband one day was home when I had it on and he works nights so um I I'm pretty much like you know the main main yep. parent um and one day when he was off I had it on and I'm like sitting there in the playpen like with him and I'm like dancing like b-i-n-g-o and like saying like even with her tone like the 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 high and low like of her voice Mm -hmm. and stuff and he literally started recording me and was just like what is she doing and I'm like I can sing the whole thing so did postpartum creep up on you did it happen immediately like how did it kind of go for you I think when it really hit me, so I ended up, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, this is not, it's not a bad thing. I just really, really, really did not want a C-section. And I had preeclampsia, so I had to get induced. And I pushed for an hour and a half. And unfortunately, he would not come out, right, buddy? He did not want to come out. (laughs) I I don't blame you. Not wanting to come out into this world. But but he, um, after pushing for an hour and a half and waiting two days to start pushing, he his like uh stats were dropping whatever it was but it didn't turn into an emergency but she said so it doesn't turn into an emergency my doctor made the call she was like we're doing a c-section and i that was no one warns you about that recovery either even though my mom also had a c-section and said it was very hard and that's another reason why she was like i'm staying with you no matter what even if it's not a c-section but she's like c-section you're gonna need that help um, and man, was she, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I've never had a surgery before. Um, that recovery, no one tells you how hard it is. I had to sleep in a, in a, a gaming chair the first night because I couldn't get myself lowered enough on the couch and my bed was too high. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't really think, I think I was just more like the pain and like just stress out because I couldn't feel like I could take care of my baby the first like week or so because like I couldn't if he was crying I couldn't jump up so that stress of like my husband being tired and like you know I didn't want to bother him I think a lot of it really stems from like I don't want to ask for help so I kind of would let myself just like drown in like the stress and the anxiety and everything but 
really, so I want to say it was, he was five weeks old and I ended up back in the hospital for three days because I had a really, really bad ca uh, case of mastitis. And oh. I will, no offense to any mamas who breastfeed. Um, I really, really, really wish that like, I, I think I did it for the wrong reasons. Um, I didn't do it because like, I, I know a lot of moms want to like, you know, bond with their babies. And, and can I please just change the subject real quick and say, if you are a mom who, you know, don't, like can't produce enough milk, you will feel bonded with your baby, even if you're not breastfeeding. And it is okay if you want your own body and don't want to breastfeed because there were so many times leading up to when I ended up in the hospital that I wanted to stop because the pumping, well, so I, I switched, as soon as I got home, I was like, this kid is hurting my nipples. I'm not letting yeah. him go on my boob. So I, the next day my supply came in and I, I, I wasn't educated enough on pumping. So I just would kind of just, even the little bit of pumping that I would do, it was exhausting to me. It was stressful. You know, if he was crying and needed to be fed and then I was like, but I have to pump, I guess I have to wait. And then that turns into like, you're waiting even longer in between pumps. And I mm -hmm. like did not know that not pumping every four hours, that max is not good. So I wouldn't pump overnight as well because my husband did the night shift so I can attempt to sleep, even though I wouldn't really get sleep because if he was crying. I'd wake up and freak out, whatever. But um and micromanage. <laughs> yes. And oh God, I used to oh, it was so bad. I used to feel terrible. But like as a mom, like it hurts you to your to your core if you if they're screaming and you know, but anyways, long story short, I it caught up to me. My body just backed up with milk and I had 103.5 fever for three days before I even went to the hospital because I refused to leave him. And I, I did go to urgent care. They gave me a prescription. So I thought that it would, you know, I, I was like, let me give it 24 more hours. And then my husband heard me on the phone with my mom and like, I, I couldn't move. Like I actually physically could not move. And the only way I was able to pump was with a handheld one because I, it, it was, it was so painful that I couldn't attach like my normal pump to my, um, my boobs. So finally my husband goes, wait, um, what is your temperature? And I was like, 103.5. He was like, Jen, I thought you said a hundred point three. He was like, I would have told you to, to, you needed to go to the hospital two days ago. <laughs> so finally my mom came up took me to the hospital. He stayed home with the baby. I was in tears for probably about like six hours. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. um, so apparently the medication that urgent care did not give me that, that they gave me did not, it wasn't working. It wasn't strong enough. So they, it was so bad that they thought they were going to have to cut me open and drain me. And apparently you don't get hospitalized. So I don't also want to scare moms. If you ever get mastitis, normally, Normally you don't get hospitalized for this. Um, I'm just the unlucky one that well, it was my fault because I, I waited. So the whole point of me telling this uh, long story is when I I worked with a lactation consultant because I the moment I I, I was fortunate enough to be admitted to the same wing in the hospital um, that I where I recovered when he was born. So I had all the same nurses, the same lactation consultant. They were all fantastic. So shout out to anyone who I worked with in that hospital because they were amazing. But she walked into the room and was like, what are you doing back here? She remembered me. She was like the hairdresser, right? 
And I looked at her bald and I was like, make it stop. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so, um, she, you know, I was really nervous that she was going to try to convince me to keep crying. And I was very thankful that she was like, you are going through something that is not normal. Number one, like, yes, mastitis is normal, but the extent to that I had it was not normal. She was like, I will do everything in my power to make sure that you don't, it doesn't come back and we will wean you off. So it took me about three months, a uh, very, very insanely strict pumping schedule where in the beginning it was every two hours. That is where my world felt like it was crumbling in a sense, because I would like hyperventilate if I couldn't pump on time. If I was like, my husband was like, give me five minutes to go take a shower real quick so that like, then I can take him and you can pump. I'd be like, no, no, like I have to, I have to do it right now. Like now I can't go anywhere. I can't like, I can't like, just like, this is my brain 24 seven. Like can't even get words out. You sound like um, a type A personality too. So like structure and routine is something that if you have, if you're said, I have to follow this, this is how it has to yep, be. Yep. You feel like you have to actually follow it. Absolutely. And you have to do what needs to, and I can just picture too, like in your mind, you're like, I don't want my boob to have this issue again. So I yeah. need to make sure I do this the right way. So I don't have to go back to the hospital. Exactly. Cause I was like, I can't go back. I can't leave him again like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is where I really spiraled that whole, <laughs> whole three months it was like the end of March into like I think it was like a week before Memorial Day weekend is when my supply finally stopped I was just like to the point my birthday's in April my husband actually had to force me to do something with my friends for my birthday and he like made a reservation at like a beer garden he was like we're going and I was like but then I'm, but I had to bring my pump then and he was like it's okay go pump in the bathroom so my friends are angels and uh, I actually made one of my friends come with me because for whatever reason, I was nervous to go pump by myself in the bathroom and all of my friends ended up in the bathroom and they started like chanting, like she's pumping, she's pumping. Like they're all like dancing in the bathroom. Like I had like a cheer team. I was like, this yeah. is, this is what you need. I wish like, I needed, I had this every single two hours that I had to pump. No. I was like, like, I literally like, I, I'm very thankful for my friends too, because they, the times that I was around them or am around them, I should say, even though it's not often anymore, um, you know, when I do see them, you know, they let me kind of vent and they're, they're there for me. So, you know, I don't always feel alone, but there are those times where you do feel alone, especially when I was doing that pumping and I was too scared to leave the house. I wouldn't even go across the street for dinner. What's out? It's in, yeah, he remembers too. Austin Michael. I wonder if he, I don't know if you can hear Savino because Savino's talking in the background too. So no, maybe they no. hear each other. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Are you saying hi to Savino? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm running out of crackers. <laughs> I don't know. This is another thing that moms have to do is you have to do whatever it takes to distract the children. So you can have your mom time. Yeah, no, exactly. I literally was like, what can I do? I'm like, what can I give him? Who just wants to say hi? Say hi. <gasps> hi. Ooh, your thing says hunk. I like that. <laughs> you are a hunk, aren't you? Yeah. Are you eating crackers? Are they yummy, yummy, oh, yummy, yummy? Shy. He's giving me that look like, who's that? Like, um, maybe if I, I just like, no keep him in the frame, maybe he'll... <laughs> I'm going to keep him in the frame because then maybe he'll kind of just like zone in. But look, it's like it's like another Miss Rachel. Say hello. Ready? Can you say mama? 
Can you it's say mama's life. name? Look at his face. <laughs> he's like, who like, are you crazy I'm people? Like Rachel. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you don't have the headband, okay? <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep the, the, the camera on him because I think him watching is going to distract him so he doesn't scream. <laughs> Savino. I want to say hi to the mamas too. Wait, oh, there you go. There's the wave. There it is. Hi. hi. There's a little smile. Hi. Yeah. You've seen a couple minutes, hi. huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, there he goes. That's his hi. He goes, hi. hi. <laughs> right? You drive mom a little crazy, but you're you're the cutest thing ever. Hi. He goes like this to say hi. But, um, so I'm going to go get Savino then because maybe this will help yes, him. Cause he's getting... Oh, I love this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're already saying hi. Oh my goodness! I almost had him in the same bib. Are you really stop? Are we like the same person? Is this what's going on? I literally wait. It's I'm not even kidding. The only reason why it's not on him right now is because it's in his lunchbox for daycare tomorrow. (laughs) Oh my goodness! How cute are you? Can you see why? Oh, hello. You see your friend? Yeah, I got avocado all over my face. Oh, my oh. goodness. That face. Say hi. How old is he? Uh, eight and a half months. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so not far behind you. No. Oh. He's, a, he's a big boy. Oh, he's waiting. I can't. I'm dying. Hi. <laughs> hi. You were so cute. Thank you. All right. So let's let's try to go fast, get all the things we want to get so we can go back to being moms. <laughs> well, no, I'm like, I'm literally about to put like, Miss Rachel on right now on my phone. No, I'm gonna put dancing fruit on. That's <laughs> gonna work. Dancing fruit. Perfect background music. This, this is what like my saving grace whenever I like need to, we're, we're out anywhere and like again, any moms that are listening, it is okay when it's necessary. Oh. When you have nothing else to do and everything, you've done the crackers, you've done the toys, you've done the talking, you have to do the dancing fruit. It's like, I, it, it, you just, he screams so loud that like, I really, really just, I have to do it sometimes because it's, it's embarrassing and that could be anxiety. That is a lot of the postpartum anxiety. One of it is like, what if he starts screaming staring at me? But my mom actually said something to me when, because I had a mental breakdown one day because he was just wouldn't stop crying and I was at the store and like, I felt like everybody was staring at me and I told her kind of what happened. And she said to me, she goes, you're not triggered by him crying. Like you're not mad. You're not upset. She's like, it's giving you anxiety because you don't know what's wrong and you can't figure out what he needs. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the like the anxiety piece of how much you love them is like okay what do you need what do you want I've tried to feed you I've done the bottle um I've yeah. done the diaper change like I just want you to be okay yeah. and it really kind of sat with me because I was like okay you're right like it's not making it makes me feel like I'm mad but I'm not mad I just I want to help you and I can't yeah exactly yep and everyone thinks I'm out of my mind because I constantly say I can't wait until he walks and I can't wait until he can talk because at least one, he can understand me when I tell him like, hey, we're going to stop having a temper tantrum right now. And then obviously if there is something wrong, he can tell me. Um, but I, literally I get told all the time, like, you're crazy that you like, I'm like, but I just feel like it'll be not 
easier because of course in its own like different way it'll be hard but I just when they can communicate I feel like it'll be a little bit easier in the sense of like I can try to stop getting them to not have a meltdown it'll still be hard in a different way so the things the things that are hard now won't be as hard so it'll be another curve of different difficulties huh yep yep exactly and i will say like um everyone always thinks i'm crazy with this too i did not like the newborn phase and i think it is because you just don't know why they're crying and it makes you feel like guilty and then obviously like having a scream he his screams pierce the worst pierce through your soul and I and it's the overstimulation and then it got to the point too after that whole uh, mastitis thing and all that I realized that I was like I need to finally like I knew I I I definitely was like I know I have anxiety and I know I have ADHD I just need to actually have a doctor diagnose me with it um so I think once I kind of was like I need help to be like now it's like I have to take care of someone and I have to be a like functioning human being for someone else um you know they rely on me so I finally said to my husband I was just like I really really need help with the overstimulation like I can't I shouldn't uh, there was like another like uh like light bulb moment when I realized I really needed to get help was I went to it was like a day where like he was being fussy he wasn't napping um I tried getting out of the house with my old neighbor who she was always a saint she would like she would be the one that'd be like, let's go for a walk. let like, so like, I would never want to leave the house by myself with him. Cause I just had that anxiety. Like when I lived in an apartment, like carrying a, like the stroller, like, you know, pieces like the carrier and the stroller out by myself. And like, it was just so hard to carry everything outside. Um, and then get to the, and then, you know, walk three blocks to the car. So living in this, in a city was definitely tough with a, a baby, but, um, I went to target with her and, I felt really bad because I was just so overstimulated by like him. She, you know, she was trying to have a conversation with me. And then I'm also trying to like focus on what I needed at the store. And I literally was like, I need to get out of here. Like I could not focus. I like, I feel really, really bad when people are around me and I'm so overstimulated that whatever they're saying to me, not only is making me feel worse, but I can't in one ear out the other. Exactly. It, it's hard. It's, and that's, that's me. And I don't mean to like, I don't mean to be rude to the other people. I don't really in that moment, I, I don't care what you're saying to me because what you're saying is irrelevant. Yeah. And it's not because I don't want to listen to you. It's just, I can't, I can't, yeah. there's too much going on. It's so crazy because everything that you're saying is literally every single piece of what I was feeling the whole yeah. entire time. It's, it's something. <laughs> It really is something. And then that's when I like, I, I finally, I reached out to a doctor and I was like, help me. And he was like, well, a lot of it's postpartum. I'm like, yeah, but I was this neurotic before having the baby. Now it's just heightened. And I have a human, a tiny human to take care of. So I kind of need to take care of I didn't realize that I was a high person. I was a high functioning person filled with anxiety <laughs> until having a baby. I don't know about you. Hold on. This is not your show, mister. <laughs> He's like, but it is. Like, <laughs> we're going to put you in the jumper for a little bit. Also, for all those moms who sit there and say you can't have your kid in a jumper, it's going to mess up their mobility. My yeah. kid was just trying to jump. He wants to be in the jumper, so he's no, going to go into the jumper. 
jumper. That's awesome too. He loves, loves, loves jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. But so this is the big reason of why I started this podcast. I have been now, it is January. I started trying to get into therapy because I didn't have a therapist and I have very, I have very strict what I want in my therapy. I want someone who's postpartum experienced, who's had ex- postpartum with them themselves and not in the area that I'm in. So I wanted telehealth. I have not had anybody reach out to me since September 10th. Oh, wow. Jeez. And I've asked, they're like, oh, we just don't have anybody available. And I'm like, how do you not have somebody available for something that like people die over? Like people commit oh, yeah. suicide. Oh, it, was, it was hard for me to find a, a psychiatrist. It, so, it's insane. Hello. <laughs> and it's, uh, I really think because it's not talked about enough that people mm-hmm. don't realize the severity of it. Like, I don't know about you. Like, I'm I'm definitely coming out of the trenches. There's still some days that, like, obviously are, are kind of low, but I'm coming out of the trenches. And I think the first couple of months, somebody should just have somebody to talk to every single week. Like, someone should reach out to you every single week to just be like, hey, how are you feeling? To have that connection to be like, okay, yep, nope, everything you're feeling is normal and it's okay. Absolutely. No, that I, I think that's extremely helpful because – like basically what you just said, like I, even though like I'm about to be hit a year since I had him, like I definitely, even though I'm starting to finally feel myself, like, and figure out what little things at home, like putting on a self tanner makes me happy. Like little things, like little, like ridiculous things like that, or putting on some lashes, like it, it, you know, I finally have the energy and time to do it. Um, I like you, you need someone once in a while like it I still have the bad days there's days where like I'm like holy crap this kid won't stop crying he's being now he's in a teething phase so he's extra sassy to me all the time and it's just like you it's it's such like a I, I like I feel like a bad mom sometimes because I'm like why am I getting angry that my child wants me but I I I'm like you know, this is all I ever wanted. And like, of course, like I love my kid. It's just like, sometimes I'm like, please for five seconds, you want dad instead of me. And it's never the case. Like literally like, so there are just so many times where I I just, I feel alone when I'm not. And you like, I love like the whole point of like what you've done because you do sometimes, especially people who are going through the same thing. And that's another thing that I feel like I kind of regret. I mean, now that I moved, so I guess it really, you know, didn't matter as much, but I told myself I was going to reach out to like the mom groups and everything that there were so many where I lived and even where I am now, like there are mom groups. I just feel like I don't have the mental energy to sit there and feel like I'm on a first date with meeting a mom and kind of be like so where are you from like what like what do you like to do like I just I, I'm exhausted 24 7 so I'm kind I just of want someone who can come over in their pajamas and be yeah. like I'm having a shitty day today I'm just coming to sit with you like I probably am not going to talk to you but I just want to sit on your couch with my baby and have a shitty day with you <laughs> yeah no really I know that's why I'm like I need to start making friends because <laughs> I I just like, you know, and another thing, like, especially like, I don't know if you're familiar with like Jersey City Hoboken, but it's party central. So all of my friends love them to death. And if I needed them, they would absolutely be there for me. 
but no one wants to go to an apartment. Like, you know, my kid's bedtime's like 7.30. No one, like, during the week, my friends are out drinking or they want to go to dinner and have a drink. And I'm like, I'm not taking a kid to a restaurant at six o'clock at night. And even, I wouldn't even do that during the day. Like, I was too anxious to even take him. You would only get me to the two restaurants I lived across the street from. And it had to be like brunch time because it would be in between his naps and usually no one's there. <laughs> so and if I needed to, I was across the street for a quick exit if I needed to go back home. Otherwise I would not go anywhere, do anything. So it really sucked because I feel like, you know, my friends would be like, wanna go here? And I'm like, well, that's just not gonna be easy to bring a baby. And no one would wanna come just sit at my apartment. So I really, really felt like alone, you know, and like I said, my husband works at night. So it just, I was alone most of the time, unless my mom came to visit. And then I felt like it was just very unfair for her. You know, she worked all day and then has to drive 30 to 45 minutes up to where I was. So that's why also we decided to move back to my hometown. Besides the fact that where I was living, the houses are disgustingly expensive. Um, so we couldn't afford it, <laughs> but um, move, moving back home now, I think that also is helping. Like I'm closer to my family. So at least like when my husband's yeah, working, right. my family can just come hang out and they obviously love to see the baby too. So it's definitely, it's tough when you don't have like friends, like in your presence, but you know, I feel like social media does help. Like I actually, like we were talking about before um, we started that, I, I love that I post and, you know, anyone who DMs me saying thank you for posting when you're feeling this way and being real because like, they're like, it makes me feel like I'm not alone. So that's why I post stuff too. Um, not only does it make me feel better, kind of just letting my feelings out, but I, it, it makes it 10 times better that someone is like, you are making me feel better because I, I don't feel alone anymore. So it really you know it may, like when I'm feeling alone it makes me not feel alone as well if that makes sense well because it's like it's like okay that's the reassurance that I needed like yeah. so when someone messages you and they're like yep like I felt that and I know exactly what you're feeling it's like oh my god thank god yeah thank god like selfishly thank god that you also felt that because now I know that I'm not the only crazy one yeah and it's not I really we really shouldn't call it crazy because like so many people experience it but it does feel like you're so crazy oh absolutely yeah, no, I definitely go crazy 24 <laughs> yeah. I, I joke with my husband all the time. I'm like, you ready to divorce me yet? He's like, I know you're stuck with me forever. Um, but no, I, I even like just kind of like um, touching back on like people DMing me. Like, I, I don't know if like any, anyone's going to be listening. I'm listening. He's just. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I was like, wait, do I stop talking yet? <laughs> He's eating something he wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> That is, if that wasn't such like a true mom moment, like hold up, like, excuse me one second. What are you eating? <laughs> like, put it in your mouth. He's in that So face. you told your husband. <laughs> I just like want to put a shout out to any like of my followers that message me, especially the ones who like have, even the, their kids are older. They're like, hey, like I went through it too. Like you'll get through it. So like, it is also nice, not only relating to like when I was pregnant, um, and posting things, there were other women that were like messaging me that were pregnant or were like due shortly after me or whatever. Um, I had a lot of moms that would reach out to me that like went through it either recently or even years ago that were like, you're, it's normal to feel the way you're feeling. You got this, like you're doing great. Um, so I'm very, very thankful that even if I do like feel alone, like sometimes social media actually has 
a positive yes. to it. Like you, you know, sometimes people can be mean in my DMs, but <laughs> a majority of the time people are so nice and so helpful. And I'm like so grateful because there were a lot of times I felt alone, even when I was pregnant too. And I had like just strangers DMing me and they, you know, were shocked when I answer. And I'm like, no, like, but you're, you're helping me. <laughs> you have no idea. Like it means a lot. So, uh, yeah, it's social media is definitely, it's a blessing and a curse. Like I'm allowed to feel the way I'm feeling because it is very normal. And I post it because other women should know that the feelings that they're feeling, especially pregnant postpartum, you know, years down the line, it is normal and okay to feel the way you're feeling majority of the time. If it's not, holy crap, I'm loving being a mom right now it's, you know, it, it's okay. <laughs> That's what I always say. And it shouldn't be such a, I didn't realize I muted myself because the baby was being loud. It shouldn't be such a taboo to talk about this crap. Like I think about exactly. it and my mom's like, well, my grandma and my mom said, your generation is just sensitive. Nope. We are just realizing what the trauma was that was created and dealing with our trauma and talking about it so we can work through our feelings and yeah. not have trauma. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people, I will say there are some sensitive people out there. I will say that there, there is, but. <laughs> but I feel like I might be the same age. I think those are the younger generation. I think they're like a lot more below us. I think that, um, I'm, I'm 31. How old are you? Oh, I'm going to be 33. So. Okay. So, perfect. so we're, we're in the right generation together then. <laughs> I Sorry, do like I have to plug my computer in real quick? Cause of course I didn't plug it in before. Go ahead. I'm going to oh, Move with it I'm gonna take a bite of my taco because I have been so distracted talking that I haven't eaten my dinner please eat because that's another thing you forget to do you forget to eat one of my I have a story for you. one of my favorite like stories to tell and I was just telling this to one of my friends who's a new mom you forget like in the beginning it's like your kid like won't stop crying and like the only way like I, I felt like I could keep him calm for my sanity was like if I was holding him this is this so like I didn't know what to do to be able to cook for myself and eat. So I actually posted in a mom, a local mom group. And I was like, what do I do? I'm not eating. Like my husband's sleeping during the day. I'm not going to wake him up because he, you know, takes over at night. Like, you know, the, the day shift, I'm the day shift. He's the night shift. So I can attempt to sleep at night. And a mom told me, she was like, keep a basket of snacks next to wherever you sit. And that's what I did. And then I also finally baby wearing once I got comfortable putting him in that crap, I did. I felt like I was conquering the damn world when I would cook, clean, everything. Sometimes I'd even let him, like, I would sit on the couch with him in the baby wrap. Yeah, Taking freaking walk. Like, I'm finally going for a walk outside because you're comfortable. I'm comfortable. Yeah, exactly. I also think it's important to mention, do not give up finding a baby wrap with the first one because if your baby doesn't like it that's okay like I had to do like three different ones because Savino didn't like the first two and I finally found one that he liked and that I liked and I'm like okay yeah. we're yeah. good Got this. speaking speaking of babies not being happy unless he's just singing he's he's looking at me like and then he looked back at the at the dancing crew. All right, so let's wrap it up then, so we can we can go back to mom life. Oh my god, that was uh, what an hour already? Oh my god, I can I can still say so many other things. Oh my goodness, I feel like this, I didn't even get to like 
you can come back on if you'd like. Oh, like I can do this all day. See, this is this is what I needed. I don't know about you, but this is what I needed. Bless you, buddy. I, so selfishly, this is my form of self-care. So when people ask yeah. me what I do for myself, this is what I do because Love this it. makes me feel good, but it also it's like, okay, I'm connecting with another mom <laughs> who might have something else that I could get from them. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely wonderful. I that's why I like talking to other moms. I just need to get myself out there more. I just don't. <laughs> As he's screaming all right, in the background, so, it's bedtime. All right, so three all right, three things quick. Let's go. Three things of advice okay. that you want to give mom. Three things of advice. It gets easier. I swear mm-hmm. it gets easier. It still might be hard, but it gets easier by the day. Um, another thing. Um you are a good mom, no matter what you think, no matter how you feel that day, no matter what you do, you are a good mom, especially if you are worried you're not a good mom, that means you're being a good mom because you care. Yes. Um, and then my third thing is, let's see. Oh, third thing, third thing. Those are usually like my two big things. Let's see what else. Ooh, why am I liking? Um, <laughs> Don't be afraid to say you're not okay. Yep. It's okay to not be okay. Like as you know, it's a cliche saying, but it really is okay. Um, there are a lot of times that I want to tell people that I'm not okay. And there are days where I finally get it out and it feels fantastic to be like, Hey, I am not okay today. And especially when it's my husband, he's like, what can I do for you? And it is like, like huge weight off my shoulders. So don't be afraid to tell someone you're close to that you're not doing okay. Because you do need to tell them. It's important with being a mom to say that you're not okay. Because there's the guilt and the shame to don't, like, don't admit that you're not okay. Because that means you're a bad mom and you're not going to be able to do this. So I think you're right. It's so important to say that you're not okay. Because it's okay not to be superwoman. You're not exactly superwoman. It's (laughs) crazy. my god austin Uh, he's like gnawing on his hand all right so so the the, every every mom is a superwoman okay you are a superwoman even on your bad days like it you got this that is like my biggest thing is you got this we got this (laughs) we're surviving and we're thriving because we're moms fuck yeah (laughs) cheers love this this is great okay I'm going to let you go so you can take care of Austin. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to connecting with you again. So I'm excited. I needed this. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good night. Pray for me. You too. (laughs) Bye. Mamas, if you like this episode, please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that we can get notifications with another one's popping up. And if you have any questions, make sure to leave a comment below. Um, if you are looking for daily reels, daily inspiration, screaming babies in the background, make sure to follow the Instagram and the Facebook page. And my TikTok, I'm starting to do stitches and talking about other moms and how we can support other moms on TikTok. Here is my TikTok right here. And as always, moms, We continue to survive and thrive. We're doing a great job. Bye, besties.